Hello and welcome to episode 74 of the Roughed Up Podcast. My name is Wes I'm joined today by Matt Armstrong. What's up, man? You mean box of beans? <laughs> That's right. We're here today to talk about League of Legends Worlds. We've waited a whole year and uh, through six months of the six months of a pandemic to get to this point. And, uh, and finally, the largest esport in the world has assembled in China in one hotel. They're quarantined. And, uh, and yeah, the 32 best teams in the world are going to play to crown one winner in the 10th, 10th annual um, League of Legends World Championships. There's been some pretty hype content coming out, getting everyone, I think everyone has been waiting for this for quite some time. We didn't get MSI this year. Um, so it's really the first true world international tournament of the entire year and the, and, and the first one since Worlds last year. Which, uh, which brings, I think, a lot of extra excitement. But uh, yeah, what's general, general sense? What's your general feeling coming into the tournament compared to previous years? Um, overall, for the tournament, I think... Uh, excitement level? There's like, dis- there's like a little disappointment because there's not going to be, you know, fireworks and 60,000 people in the stadium watching the games. And, uh, and is that know. confirmed? There's no, no crowds? You know, I actually don't really know about that. I mean, the players, uh, the non-Chinese players have been quarantining in the same hotel. And I think, yeah, there's not really a a statement by Riot or, you know, the league reporters as to how they're going to handle the games. I assume they're still going to go into a studio because they're going to clear the quarantine uh, while they're in the hotel. So they'll probably go to whatever um, Shanghai uh, League of Legends uh, studio there is to play the games. But I, there has not been a statement saying that they're going to open it up to a large crowd or anything. So that's like the, the one sad part about it, but from the positive side, it, it looks as though... Right, before like you move on, I, I did just find an article uh, talking about crowds. They're saying for the finals, they will have limited, a limited audience, um, but it's got to be safe. So that basically says nothing up until the finals will have any anyone in attendance. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's cool. I mean, you're now, you know, obviously you want to win Worlds, win a couple bucks, win, win a trophy, but you get to play in front of fans again, which is uh, also awesome. Um, it's going to be held at the that, but yeah, I, football I think, stadium. Yeah, yeah. What were your positives? I I, I think um, they they have handled you know like in uh, North American sports the the bubble the NBA um, bubble has worked really well and the. Shanghai hotel bubble has apparently worked pretty well. I've heard that TSM and G2 are already quarantined and are moving out of their bubble. So everything on that end is um, working well during the the COVID problems. So that that's the positive side. So I, I would assume they will go into a studio at least to play. So that won't be as awkward as watching them play in their hotel room. Right. Right. Yep. All right. Um, no changes to the format this year from a like structural perspective. There is a bit of a change in who's attending. Um, we can talk a little bit about that. China has four teams. Uh, Europe has four teams, both as a result of better performance internationally in the last couple of years. Um, Korea has a third seed automatically in the group stage as opposed to going into the play-in because Vietnam is not, uh, was not able to send their teams. Um, and I think the only other one that was a bit odd was there's one of the play-in teams who had players who could not, who could not come. And I think that's PCS, is that right? They had, they had to replace their mid laner and their jungler with Two other people from, you know, do you know what I'm talking about? No, I do not. No. Let me see. Um, great radio. 
Yeah, I mean, there, there's going to be uh, a bunch of, like, like real-world, like, observances in the League of Legends bubble here, where we'll see, like, how all these other regions have been handling the lockdown and how the leagues have handled it. I mean, watching LCK, LPL, you see, like, oh, there is a pop-up of, you know, new cases. Oh, everyone back back to their houses for a handful of the leagues, and some of them just uh, continue continue the game. So, anyways, I can't find yeah. it, but yeah, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I think it's Paris. Um, <clears throat> this one of these, I think, an OPL team or something like that. They they couldn't send two of their players, so they had to take us up. But anyways, small team, uh, probably not that uh, important, given that they probably won't be out of plans. Uh, <laughs> Uh oh, spoilers. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, <laughs> let's just get into a quick chat about the. I think we want to talk about the meta kind of breakdown. Um, what types of teams we think will be favored uh, throughout the tournament? Um, certainly, there's a clash of styles when you look uh, any year, um, but regionally. Uh, but it feels to me like this is more of a clash than we've maybe ever seen in styles. Um, I think back to seasons, especially seven, eight, seven, and six and seven, I guess, um, were very uh, slow play rewarding metas where it was so much about division game, very much about scaling, um, protect the AD carry kind of meta. And, um, and it seemed like Korea, when they were the, the, the region to be followed, um, they, they were the masters of that meta. Everyone sort of copied them, tried to do their best impression of them. And that was kind of how worlds worked out. Whereas this year, and, and after two years in a row of LPL teams winning, um, we've seen more styles emerge. And I think, um, and teams also, you know, willing to play styles uh, that contrast with the best two regions. Um, and so you see teams in Europe and NA who are playing differently than what's played in China and differently than what's played in Korea. Um, but what's your take on maybe what is the optimal way to play? What is the optimal, who is playing the, the optimal meta and, um, and who's not? <laughs> All right. Well, ever the, the chalk, you know, idea is that China is the best region currently and their meta is to fight early and often. And it's not wrong since 2018 in IG and then FPX uh, backed it up is that if you can coordinate a fight early under a turret or, um, you know, miss, uh, you know, a mismatch, you know, you got a 4v3 or a 3v2, that is the best way to play to get a snowball going. And as for like the meta of champions, I think China is also, China is also in a better place because they're willing to pick these 200 year champions you know when on release and available in lpl they played lilia if it wasn't banned and one of the advantages of doing that is that the other team won't know how to play against it and so if your plan is to, hey, we're going to double TPU at three minutes bot lane, do you have a defense? Have you ever seen someone do that before? And they have won world two years in a row doing similar things to that. So uh, I think China's uh, LPL is very heavily favored in just the initial meta of worlds. Obviously, Worlds always evolves into some kind of uh, other state that, you know, the current playing style is. Um, it's it's kind of like um, how every series, if it goes to game five, the first four games are, you know, wild and crazy. But game five is always, we're picking for scaling. We're, we're going to, like, try and out-team fight you. And... Other than Korea, 
Cam won DRX. I don't really feel as though the LPL teams would lose a team fight first any of the uh, the other regions, competing regions. I mean, G2, G2 is very famous for, for wanting to play this wild and crazy style. Uh, Fnatic has, has tried to evolve into that as well. Um, but I just, I think because, yeah, it's like the, the Bane, like I was born in the darkness, like kind of meme, like they, they just, I just watching the the super server like pro tracking streams you see that like literally every everyone that is not known or whatever they also agree that that's the best way to play the game is to go wild and crazy. So you about, you you're know? sort of like the high level I think we've talked about like the regional differences where LPL is much more aggressive. They seem to see the game in a way where we've sort of, and I'm speaking from their perspective, like we are capable of maximizing and optimizing the amount of gold that we get from our camps and from our CS. And thus the next big opportunity and, and sort of the evolution of the game has been, let's now maximize how much we can get from kills with sort of the least, I think it's really, it's really, it's, and I think people call it coin flippy, but it's like, it's more, in the old days, the optimal way, and I think poker is actually a great comparison for this. The old meta of poker was I'm going to take the, I'm going to try to get my money in with the highest percentage chance of me winning the hand. And so I'm looking for 80% plus I'm looking to get big money in when I have that. And I guess the comparison to league would be, I'm looking to scale up my best player, my carry. I'm looking to team fight around that player when he hits his power spikes and um, and until then, I'm just sort of optimizing and trying to like trim off little percentages and and power up. And what's happened in poker, and I think also in league, is that it has become more optimal to rather than sort of roll the you know flip a uh, you know take a sixty forty or a seventy thirty five times in a game. It's better to take thirty, maybe not thirty is too much, maybe ten, fifteen, twenty, sixty forties or 10, 15, 20, 55, 45s, because the 5% advantage, if you get that 10, 15, 20 times in a game, maybe I'm talking like that may be way too many fights, but uh, you know, let's say it's 10 times in a game compared to uh, you know, three 70, 30s, you, you actually come out ahead because you can, because if you win a couple of those fights early to the point of snowballing, you actually make those next fights not 55-45s. They're not 60-40s. They become 65-35s. And you can just continue to push and increase your odds in the subsequent fights if you've had good fights early on compared to the teams who sort of turtle. And they can certainly come out even, but it's very unlikely that they're going to come out ahead because they aren't, they aren't actually trying to optimize the gold that they get from kills. Um, so anyways, that's kind of just my take on the overall meta between some of the regions. Is LPL obviously much more aggressive um, some of the other regions a bit less. So, uh, but I think I, one of the I think, uh, I think one of our complaints for years about, um, you know, North America specifically, but teams that don't have like a game plan for the next two minutes, like in a minute, we're about to TP everyone bot lane and fight. Whereas like North America and most of the other Western teams and probably LCK as well, um, they're not actively like planning to do something that the other team will have to, with no planning, react to. So that's where they. they that's it's where a, they it's a trap style of playing uh, in in NA, where it's like I'm looking for you to make a mistake and expose yourself in some way, and then mm -hmm. if I'm good, I'll be able to capitalize on that. Whereas okay. LPL is the other way. Is, I'm going to force you to make a decision. It's very much in poker, like akin to like someone who calls down until they see the river and then they get to the end. If they had a strong hand, Hey, I slow played you. I got your money all in or, or as much money as I could. I extracted max value and I won, but then what you're miss, but and then sort of the downside is, Oh, you hit your straight, you hit your flush on the river and I let you do it. Cause I didn't push back when you forced on me. And I think that's what the LPL is doing is like, they're just going to raise, 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 raise. And if you keep, and the other pieces, one is like they're going to, and oftentimes they'll win the fights. The other side of it is you fold 
often. If, if someone keeps raising, eventually you're going to start folding hands that could be winning hands. And if you start folding every 55-45 and every 60-40 in the first 15 minutes of the game, now all of a sudden you've lost pressure. You can't play up. You can't get the same type of priority that you actually deserve with your champions and with your team because you're unwilling to commit all five, te- all five people to fight at six minutes or something like that. And so it becomes sort of this game of chicken where it's like, well, and I think the FPX was great about this, right? Doinby goes off the map. All of a sudden, their entire team plays forward as if he's coming to help them. And if you fold and you sort of just say, oh, I've got to play safe because Doinby's off the map. Well, then you've just given up an advantage in the lane that you probably, you know, you might have, you might not make a good trade that you would have made because you're afraid he's lurking in the bush. Um, and, and you actually sort of start to lose the game passively if you don't fight them. Um, and so really it's kind of uh, this dynamic that, to me feels like that is the optimal way to play. You, you must be very skilled to do it because like you said, a lot of it is planned. It's, hey, uh, in three waves, I'm going to be able to push him under his turret with two waves he's got to farm. And that's the time where I can TP bot. So you better start trading in 30 seconds. And so it's that sort of like foresight and planning that those teams have gotten really strong at and why they're, they're such big favorites. I think one, I want to go one, one step lower on the meta before we go into some of the, the, the teams. Even within the LPL, there are sort of, different strategies that teams employ. And so while they're all very aggressive or they, they are more aggressive than some of the other regions, there is sort of the top carry focus team. There is the bottom carry focus team. There's the jungle carry focus team. Um, and I'm just curious if you have a thought on, or a, a guess on which, which of those styles actually ends up being the most effective, or is it not actually that much of a difference? And is it just the best five players are actually going to win? Obviously, the best five players are going to go pretty far. The synergy thing is um, interesting. What I don't like about top currently is that it's Renekton only. And so I'm not a big fan of that. Like, as, like, uh, say you're a play-in team and you're facing, you know, a major region and you are first to – first pick Renekton, like, okay, that's probably not going to do much. Then you've got, you know, the bot lane side, you've got Ash, Kate, Lucian, Ezreal. And I mean, that's just going to be a skill gap. And so like, I think at the current state, it's jungle mid synergy. And if you can get mid going with how many oppressive mid laners there are, um, I think if you can get mid going, it's it's the best role right now. I mean, always mid is always the most important. So role. the same analysis for the last ten years still applies this year. Yeah, I think I, my, I, my hypothesis for this is for this tournament is is top carry is actually the optimal strategy. I think that's what a throwback to the the season five yeah. Darius. Uh, I think I think it's like it's top top side you never go bot side yeah um, because if you can get that especially the teams that are so aggressive if you get that top laner ahead all of a sudden the ad is not very is not usable until the 30 minute mark <laughs> because a 4-0 renekton comes down to fight for the second dragon he flashes on your ash you, there's no there's no recourse there's no defense for that um and i you know those teams aren't going to look some of these teams are such player-driven strategy teams that they're not going to look at the meta and say, oh, God, my, you know, my, my, uh, my mid laner doesn't, you know, he needs all the ganks. We should shift our strategy. Like, I don't think 369 or Zoom is going to say that. He's gonna, they're going to say, come top, get me fed. I will carry the game and we'll slam these other, these other, uh, these other it's always It's always important in these, like, you know, we're probably talking later into worlds rather than the playing stage where like, oh, this is, you know, Brazil's best player. We should probably camp that guy. Whereas like when we get farther, we farther, everyone is respected in their roles. The jungler, yes, should try and blow flash in mid lane, but mostly just camp top. Well, so this is my question, is do you believe in jungle carry? Because that is sort of the JDG model. I I think in the best of one, it's tough to make that kind of um, 
decision. I'd, I'd like there's players like I don't know, like Carsa or Kanavi who could play Nidalee Lee Sin and then just like dumpster you in one game and you have no counter. You don't you're not able to ban that the next game because it's a best of one. Uh so a fan of not not ganking top immediately if you're you're gonna play that way. Yeah, I mean I guess those two are kind of the the prototypes I would want to contrast. Um and we can kind of transition this into like who do you think can win? These are two of the teams, certainly. I think uh top and JDG. Um but yeah, JDG is gonna feed their waves to Kanavi. He's gonna play Kindred. He's gonna play Nidalee and some of these like high DPS, high farming graves, farming type junglers. Whereas like Karsa, when it comes down to it, has ended up on like the playmakers, right? So he's like Lee, of course, he's legendary on. Uh, Set has become one of his his go-tos. He's a Sedwani player as well. And so he's like the setup kind of guy who ends up, I think he was actually last or 10th or something in the LPL in, in gold differential throughout the game because he's he's never taking any of the farm. <laughs> And Kanavi was was first, and so does that dynamic change? Um, is that even a real dynamic? That like, if you looked at like second, third tier type teams, that if if you had equivalent teams fight playing each other, that one style is better than the other, or is it just hey, this guy's an outstanding jungle player, and if we give him a carry, he can carry us, which JDG has gone all in on. Um, or is it really, you know, could, could come down to the style. And if you were a JDG, would you say, Hey, you know, I don't think we can win with a jungle carry. The top, top laners are too strong or the bot laners are too strong. What I would say specifically about the meta is that this is probably one of the first worlds where, uh, no, it's not the first world, but it's the worlds where the meta hasn't changed, uh, for very long. And so, like, the teams that I think are strong and they have a strong strategy and haven't been countered with that strategy throughout the season, I, I have a lot of faith in. So, like, hey, you either ban Karsa's Lee Sin or you lose the game. Or you ban Kanavi's Olaf or you lose the game. These, these guys have dominated in the best region and it's not like they introduced a new champion or items or nerfed some of these champions or anything so their play style is something that i I have full faith in let's go into sort of the i think we kind of do a pretty good job of this on the nfl like it's a power ranking but we're only going to talk about the teams who can actually win so um, <clears throat> I want to just go down the list in order and let's, let's stop when we don't think that team can win worlds. So top is number one. Dan one is number two. JDG is number three. G2 is number four. I'm pausing here because I would be very surprised if they won worlds. G2? Yeah. They've looked kind of uh, suspicious. In LC, uh, LEC, so I think it's it's a little high number for sure. So like G two won LEC, and then if you look Team Solo Mid, they're <laughs> ten times ten times less likely to win Worlds. I think Perks and Caps have proven themselves as world class players and one v one gods and can do whatever, but they were like barely above 500 team in the regular season. They lost some series against Mad Lions throughout the year. Uh, they lost best of fives. Yeah, they've lost best of fives. They've gone to game fives first, you know, uh, a bunch of teams. So, like, there's the historical, like, FKT kind of, like, mentality. Like, oh, these guys, they're easy semifinalists, for sure. But, like, are they? Like, well, and, I'll, and, and so I'll take the other, even almost the other side of that, which I think is actually even more concerning is that, yeah, there's some, you could, I can understand, hey, these, those are the same five guys who we've seen go to finals um, last year. 
but I wouldn't want to throw out finals last year because they got smoked. And 3-0, 3-0 like 20 minute games. Yeah. And, and they were not, yeah, not competitive um, in that series. And, and they, you know, those same, many of those same players were not competitive in the year before against, um, against Invictus gaming. And so sure they are gods to a point because I've yet to see those, this team beat an LPL team. And so that, to me, even if they were coming in with the same strength as last year, I would have trouble saying, yes, that is definitely a contender. Even if you sort of can paint them into the semifinals, which, and and that's like, if you look at the strength coming in this year, that to me is a bit of a question mark. And so I don't like this number at all. They're plus 650. I think I could see them making semis. They don't feel like a strong semis favorite to me, um, given how they've looked coming in. And just the meta also does not seem to be perfect for their roster where like you've pointed out a couple of times, like when perks first went bot, he was an amazing mage player there when mages could be played in the bot lane pretty consistently. And now it's pretty rare um, because many of those champions have been, have been nerfed. Um, And also his AD carries are, are weaker. Right, is his Zaya is not a champion. You can really blind. Right. It's that's not a first pick anymore. And he was well, well, the best well, like, Zaya player so, in the world. With the ADC problem, or you know, the traditional like AD ADCs, is that like you you can't style. You can't like one v one. You know, win the lane early and smash people. You can only like CS and Ash volley people for 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 waves and get ahead in CS and stuff. Whereas, although, like before, although yeah. arguably the two best clips of the entire year are both Ash clips, the Ruler clip and the Mystic clip. Yeah, no, I'm not saying that they're not <laughs> skillful. That was 30 minutes into the game. But I'm saying that like when you're able to play Syndra or Yasuo to start the game and you have a mid laner playing, it's like, oh, that is like a monster advantage. Someone who could play Vitamir. That's crazy. They can't do that as much right now in the meta so that's not the advantage and i'm not saying that g2 is gonna like not make groups i still think they're good and and all that but yeah it's a really like low number for a team i think it's it's one of those like uh bovada is trying to get some free money from european fans because yeah i don't and and your statement about how they've never so like G two is copying the Chinese meta, and similar to like NA when they're copying the LCK meta, you're always behind. So if you face a Korean team as an NA team, you're gonna lose because you're behind on that meta. And you so don't like have practice, G- and you don't have practice with it against the best. Team, <laughs> yeah, right. right. You're not like, playing the Korean team. Your two isn't playing the Chinese. Team. Facing, so you know, Wonder's facing down Finn and not Zoom. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So like, the the advantages that you think that strategy has is that you won't have versus the better the team that has practiced it more than you. But still a good roster and a team that, yeah, if they're in semis, I won't be surprised. But this number seems really wrong. I think, and, and let's move on because there's other teams that I think actually maybe we would put um, in the conversation for could win. And, and I'd say, I'm not even Pass sure. Pass these really, four. But, Pass these four. Well, so, so here, and, and maybe this is why. So to me, it's a three, it's a three, a three horse race is, is kind of what I, I would, I would say. I would not bet on a future unless it was outrageously good odds for a team beyond the top three, because I, th- I think this G2 Gen G Dragon X group is all about the same. I, I don't, maybe Dragon X is, is a little bit worse. I mean, they, they were able to beat Gen G after that crazy, uh, what was the like pause or whatever. They had to move on to the live server in the middle of the series, which uh, yeah, hard, hard to hold that against Gen G, I would say. But all these three teams seem flawed to me in a way that the top three don't. And so it's very hard for me to think that any of them can, can do it. Do you want to defend any of those teams, the Gen G Dragon X combo? 
we just we're just putting Dan one in the pantheon of teams who could win the tournament. I yep. think so. I think they could win. You know, you're you're actually our doubter. These are big names. I don't want to say anything. Uh, I'll, I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll get retweeted. I'm not sure about this order. Like uh, to me, I would if I were power. I yeah, I'm, J- I'm top JDG for sure. JDG, let's go. I have already bet this. This is this is the you know the best dog. I mean, yeah, they're third in the rankings, but if if the the two best teams at Worlds, I would say it was Top and JDG. They're basically sure. equals. They played two five game finals, and the last exactly. one was a toss up. Like they all, yeah. they could have easily won. There were many times in the fifth game where you would pause it and say, who wins this game? And you'd say JDG. Yeah. So if it comes down to a finals and you told me I got 450 with a fifth, uh, like a coin flip game, um, that's thank you. Give it to me. So, so then I, yes, we're saying now it's a two team race. At this point, yes. But, you know, after watching plans or groups and you find out, like, <laughs> oh, wait, uh, scaling forever is the best meta? Like, I still think Top and JDG would be able to do that. Right, which of those, they, yeah, they have the best ADs as well. So, and, and yeah. I think that's the other piece is that if, if the meta doesn't change, they are, to me, I, I like, like you, I think the, the, clearly the two best teams. If it does change, I'm not convinced they won't still be the two best teams. <laughs> because who has, what, what is their, maybe this is sort of the famous last words, but like, what is their weakness? Like, who is their I think, worst I think player? The, I, think, I think the weakness of um, the LPL is they tilt and get reckless. So if the gold is even, but they have just lost a, a team fight, like majorly some other players will stop playing the game properly <laughs> they'll they will chase for sure they've they'll they'll go for some things you wouldn't expect i i also don't really like damn one um at this price i think we've seen this cast of characters for the most part i know they replaced uh nuclear but uh we've seen this cast of characters at worlds not perform We've seen this cast of characters at the midseason cup not perform. And so this team that has sort of these, like, I think they're getting a little extra respect because of the, we got the best top, we got the best jungle and we got the best mid in LCK. But I don't think that means that much. I, I don't think if you put those, this team in LPL, that they're better than either of the, t- the top two teams. They were slammed by them at midseason cup. Uh, I didn't see a step back from either top or JDG that would put damn one ahead of them to me, um, especially given the quality of competition, right? It's like, who is the best player that Nogari leaned against? Kana? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, is it Rascal? <laughs> like, it's, uh, you know, it's it's not the same caliber as the Zoom 369 um, or even, you know, going a little bit further down. What about yeah. former number two best player in the world, Smeb? That, that a challenge? Yeah, that's stupid. I, I think they're big nameplates. Nagari, <clears throat> Canyon, uh, Jovi, big big guys, big fans. They looked great against their opponents, and Korea has always been, you know, the the best region of all time. But it has transitioned. China is now the best, you know, 40-server country. You have to basic to think that Damwon can win. You have to believe that they have not just caught up, but taken two steps yeah. up because they were at least a step behind. Which yeah. maybe and maybe maybe they've raised themselves to the level. We'll have to see, but I don't like paying for it. A maybe. Same same with BDD, right? Like oh, I think he's proven well, exactly what he is, and that's not one of the best players. He, you know, Not in the world. Uh, I think he's very good in LCK, but yeah, I don't. As, as Beyond would say, he was he was uh, Faker's replacement. He was <laughs> the best player in the world. Yikes! Yeah, well, he would say a lot of things that I don't think are true. All <laughs> right, uh, what about any of these other teams? So we don't have to talk about them all right now, but 
Does Sooning, I, I think the two that are interesting to me, are, I'll, I'll just nominate two and then maybe you can pick a couple off, are the two LPL teams. Can, and, and I think the, the case for them is they've played the best competition. And so even if the meta doesn't fit what they do, and so if, you know, LGD or Sooning are not, well, I guess, who is it? It's, um, uh, Sooning does play through top quite a bit. Bin is a, a big time top laner, but um, I know Sooning is not as much of a top team, top focused team, or I'm oh, sorry, LGD with Longsheng. Um, are they of interest to you, either of these teams? I think LGD number is good. The, the plus side is like they're, they played in the LPL, they're battle tested, they've played a bunch of best of fives, they have very talented players. The down, the down case, or the, the negative cases, they've got smoked by the teams that were better than them in the LPL, right? They got swept by, by the teams <laughs> that we've called the, the lockdown favorites. So I think the 33 to 1 is interesting to me on LGD. Um, there's, you know, a couple things I would say on their, on their behalf. They're coming through the planes, so they will, they will end up playing if they were to make it all the way to the end, um, more best of fives. Um, they have tested players. So Lang Jing, Peanut, GA, Kramer have all been at Worlds before. Uh, some of them have won best of fives at Worlds before. And so that feels potentially promising. They are going into, and we're, I'm going to just say, assume that we believe that they will win, <laughs> get to the play-ins. Um, They're going to go into the weakest group. I think that's true, right? They go into TSM's group. Um, yeah. Right? Yeah. So if you put LGD against Fnatic, Genji, TSM, I could see an argument that they could be the favorites. Anyways. So no. Yeah. No, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, Genji would still remain the favorite. But so. okay. in, in in your brain, you know that the Chinese team Probably is I, I mean, I watched Gen G at midseason cup get smashed by IG and FPX who aren't here because they lost to LGD. I just don't like the playstyle currently of the LCK team. So I'm I'm gonna sound like a hater. Like I I in solo queue prefer the the Korean style is like, yeah, just play it out forever. You'll eventually win the game. If you're if you feel confident in team fighting or making the better decisions, but that's not the current current game. Is there? Well, they did. They actually did well at at, uh, at midseason cup. Two and one, relatively, I suppose. Um, but yeah, lost three zero to top. All right. Um... Any other, all right, who would you call out other, other options? I like the 33 to one. That's probably the only thing I like about it because I feel like I could see some kind of miracle run coming from those players. Um, and you would be happy with them 33 to one if they were to reach the semis, for instance. Um, I think you'd like that number, even if it, you know, at the time is still an, a dog. I don't think Fnatic is a real team. I'm not buying anyone else below these teams. Nope. Oh. Yeah, if you want to ride that train. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of LGD. I like GA. I think, yeah, he landed into a good team with Peanut. I don't, I don't really like them, though, over the other Chinese teams. You know what? They don't necessarily have to play them. That's, that's the other thing. Is you, couldn't, you can win this tournament by winning just one best of five against a Chinese team, probably. Sure, but it would be in the final. <laughs> well, then you get a you get a monster hedge opportunity, but right, yeah, right, fair enough. Yeah, we we don't like them to win, but is the number? Uh, oh, that's a good idea. Actually, I hadn't thought about that angle. Is that you think that LGD could make it to semis, and at that point you could just hedge it down? If you have a thirty-three to one team in the semifinals, you have captured so much value. Okay. Hmm. All right. That's an easy hedge. I think that's 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 the one I'm interested in. JDG is my if I want to have a uh, a blue chip stock. That's the one <laughs> I go after at that price. 
And then I think my growth stock is LGD. <laughs> I, all right. Yeah, I'll put I'll put same money on both of because like uh, I think like so one of the things that being a Westerner, I watch a lot of the West like trash talk videos and double F will always say like, Oh, I turn off the nameplates and I don't worry about who I'm playing against. But like when Jensen faces Yigal or, you know, Bjergsen faces Knight or whatever, these guys are going to be shaking in their boots. <laughs> There's no way they're, they're fully confident. You're not going to forget like, that you're facing Faker. It's kind of the old school yeah. version of that. And so like LGD, they're in the plans and they, it's like, you're the jungler. Oh, they have fucking peanut. Oh, <laughs> I've seen him do things oh, no. that no one I've played against has ever been capable of. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, same with uh, GA. You have like this, like this guy is. There's some GA clips in those hype montages from <laughs> when he was on WE. Um, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, fun. I think we've 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 achieved our our power rankings. Uh, seems like pretty thin. Thin value right now, but but potentially uh, more to come. Any other bets here that you like? Just going off some of these specials, there's sort of like, when do these teams get eliminated? Uh, there's the group winners, which I'll just I'll say right now, don't bet those. Because last year, you know who won the, champ the tournament, and you know who the best teams were. You could probably power rank them very effectively. I, maybe we talked about it recently, so if we did, obviously you don't guess, but... Could you could do you remember who won all the groups? I do know that IG barely won theirs, and same with FPX. Or they didn't win; they were like the second seed, right? Yeah. So, so all three LCK teams came out as the number one seed from their groups, and all three of them, except for one, I think, lost right in the quarterfinals. And then, yeah, Damwon and Griffin lost in the quarterfinals. And then um, SKT lost to G2 in the semis. So group stage, best of ones. Don't, that's, that, I think if we come back and do a couple more shows on, on Worlds, that is the one thing that I will, I, I want us to just remember. Do not be fooled by <laughs> best of ones. Because a couple of years in a row, we've sort of seen the team that ended up winning come out not as the favorite. And maybe that's our opportunity is if we see a JDG or, or somehow top uh, come out of groups four and two and is as, as a, uh, you know, even money quarterfinalist because, Hey, that style of jungle carry Kanavi doesn't actually work. We're bent. We're all in. We're all in. Cause that, that to me is uh, that's the opportunity is, is people overshoot these um, overshoot these Somewhere, yeah. ones. I mean, FPX was like getting memed after a group stage last year. They went 5-1, but because they lost to, uh, well, they lost to Splice or something. They lost one game. Um, people were like, oh, this team can't win. But it was, you know, as someone who watched the LPL playoffs, I was like, no, no, this team is good. <laughs> like, I've seen them win best of fives with ease. So maybe that's our takeaway. It's a good idea. I think, yeah, groups is definitely overvalued i mean how many years did rng win their groups um it's just not really like a tell on how they're gonna do well in the best of five going on if they have a one one play style and they win best of one like okay that's nice but uh, can you see them uh evolve into something else and just occurred to me as you're mentioning that, I think that is another sort of rule that I want to take coming out of the quarterfinal or out of the group stage is has this team played best of fives? Because there are teams that are here that have not played very many best of fives and some of them have had almost no success in best of fives. So the two off the top of my head are the, the, the Western teams, Rogue and NA. Uh, well, NA, Team Liquid. Team Liquid one and one in best of fives, right? They won their first, they lost their second, and they lost their third. They're one and two, right? Yeah. So they, they, they're only best of five victories against um, Cloud Nine. 
Mm. Who did TLB? Yeah. Uh, EG? Really? Have it been uh, Evil Genius? Okay. TL beat Golden Guardians. Golden Guardians. Ah. So they beat Golden Guardians, lost to FlyQuest, lost to TSM. Didn't play any best of fives in spring. Didn't make the playoffs. So Tactical has one, one best of five win. Um, and then uh, I think in LEC, is it, it's Rogue only won one. They beat um, Mad Lions who beat uh, <laughs> Shulka. Do I have that straight? All I know is, is that some of the teams in EU that I respect, I think Mad Lions is going to get out of plans. They're, they're uh, an adaptable team. Oh, yeah. I think, I think they get out of plans for sure. Yeah, Rogue, only their only best of five win was against Mad Lions in, in the entire year, I think. They didn't. I don't think they've played spring. So I would avoid the teams that haven't played best of fives or had, hadn't, haven't had good success in best of fives. Um, does that include Damwon for you? Because they only played one. <laughs> I don't think so. That's a team that lost a game to Team Liquid last year. They got smoked in their best of five. No, you're, you're, not, you're not that down on them. I'm I'm down on all LCK, which is a shame. I think one of the problems with the LCK is that half the players are playing in China now. But um, also, they haven't changed their playstyle. And I mean, Damwon play Damwon's playstyle is is much more LCK uh, LPL than it is. I think they just win. I think they win their lanes. More. Yeah, for sure. Which is, is not something you can guarantee at, at Worlds against the Chinese team. Agreed. All right. Um, Play-ins, you expect any surprises? Uh, I think uh, there's INTZ. INTZ, yeah. Uh, that was had to have been, what was that, three years ago? Where they upset um, EDG in the world? Stage. Yeah, I, I think the Brazilian teams are willing to play. Yeah, similar to like uh, Gam uh, Gigabyte Marines, where it's like you want to play one style. All right, let's go. Let's let's brawl and see who wins. And uh, they would have to get a, They'd have to get out over TL or Mad. No, I'm, I'm not saying that they, they get out of the groups. I'm just saying that okay. they could spook a couple, um, like, just normal playing teams. Got it. But I'm not really – I don't really have any knowledge about any of the uh, non-major regions. Seems like the one that is um, getting some attention is UL. They have, uh, I think, something, some kind of crazy record this year where they've only lost, like, two games, which doesn't tell you yeah. too much. But, uh, yeah, let me see if I can just pull it up. But I think that, that's one that, – on that side, they, it, it sounds like they may be actually one of the – like, the second favorite. Yeah, here, here it is. Pretty good, pretty good record this year. One of the things about um, the quarantine globally is that we weren't able to see MSI, so we couldn't like measure up the regions again. And I, I, it's hard to want to like get behind any of the wild cards at this point because mm -hmm. they're just not playing against the best players. And learning new play styles. Fair. I have I have no faith in NA. <laughs> and nor should you. 
There's no case. If you've, watched, only... yeah, if you've watched the four regions, there's no case that they are at the same level. Of the... So there's five players on a team. Well, I guess six that flew over to China to play on the super server. The only one that made it to Challenger is Sans Torrent, who is like a notorious like solo queue champ guy. No one else has made it to Challenger on the super server. You hold it to that Nick. like that is very important. I mean, these guys are like I, I do think like, I think that's important. Jensen was he failed his like uh his master promos like three times apparently or something. So if they're not able to break the box of like random in China, like how are they supposed to beat actual good players? <laughs> I did they're see uh, TSM got in a solo queue game, all five of their players against Doinby. Right, I saw that were one. able to beat him. <laughs> they just like piled on him. It's like they were, oh, yeah, that was a yeah, great video. Him, they're like, uh, <laughs> he's got his timers. He's timed us. Don't <laughs> use your summoners when you kill him. <laughs> uh, yeah. One last interesting thing here. Um, Korea, still the highest representation from the actual players at the tournament. 33 of the 135 players, 24%, which is still 13 more um, than China. Yeah. I mean, that. I think that happened last year, you know, uh, FPX and the year before IG, like half the team or three, two fifths of the team are Korean. So it's like, you're not, it's not, it's not saying that like Korean players are bad. They're just not on the LCK like uh, squads anymore. So it's good for them. Make as much money as you can. But, uh, uh yeah, I mean, though, one of the stories, uh, about the super server is that the LCK teams didn't even bother to like open their super Chinese super server accounts because they would rather just stay on the Korean server. Mm. I think that that's still better than the Chinese one. I think a lot of them are playing on the China server though too, right? No. Yeah, they, they they've moved over since they 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 flew over. Um, I think this week. Fair enough. Well, I'm pumped. I can't wait for the tournament to start. It, uh, I, I, I certainly sort of wish that there were, it was a better format. I think the best of ones are really sucks to send a team across the world to play maybe only six games um, and not have a chance to really prove themselves in a format that everyone has agreed is the best way to determine who is the best team. And you know, I'm saying best of fives is the way to go. Um, even best of threes would probably be better for my perspective but it's it's the that's what we got there's only so many production people that you can hire broadcasters etc um i mean you can you can copy like the dota format it's not impossible the, this can be done they can they can make the best of fives or, or best of three group stages work or just make them you know we've played in tournaments with way more teams than this and, you know, in, in baseball, softball, where you just set up double them brackets and you can go the whole distance. And it's... Uh, yeah, but you, you don't want, like... So, like, this probably outside of the range of the conversation, but NA has this problem. They wanted to run best of threes with one team, you know, two teams on air and two off the main channel. And you're missing one of the you know, the 10 teams play. That's not going to happen at Worlds, though. Well, if you played 24-7, I guess. No, you, you can do it in the same amount of time. You just play throughout the week. I, they're playing a pretty big heap of time here. I think it, there's, there's plenty of time for them to play the number of best of fives you would need for what is it? 20s. How many teams make the group stage? 16? <laughs> a 16 team double limb bracket. That doesn't take a month. That takes the same or less. You just eliminate the two weekends of the group stage and you play 
the first two rounds of the brackets. It'll it, it works. I've seen I've seen like like Thorin and Monty like break it down. Like you can you can make it happen in the same amount of time. It, the the question is just like I guess if you the best of ones is like the the plus side of that is like hey maybe you'll get a, a crazy upset in one game and it's memorable like rocks losing to anx but then the other side of that is like those upsets don't actually carry very much weight because you beat us in a best of one right it's like if you were to have albus Knox beat rocks in a best of five that would be unforgettable type upset whereas we've seen lots of bad teams steal games off of good teams in in best of ones so to me it just doesn't carry the same weight and i think it really feels bad to come to the tournament go three and three lose on a tiebreaker and go home it's like ah, we never got to really see if these teams got. I don't. Know, I don't think that feels it. bad. If you lost three games, you deserve to lose, right? You, if you are supposed to win the games and you lose the games, you lose. This is it's like how many times have we seen? That's the ones lose are bad. That's the ones are bad. And League of Legends has like, oh shit, we lost a four-minute fight and the game is probably over. It's similar to baseball. It's like, oh, I gave up a grand slam in the first inning. The game is over. The problem is, is that if you play that many games, the players aren't going to be happy with playing that type of, like, long, that many games. I think the That's players too many games. Play these. Six. They, every year they complain about playing only six games, the teams that get knocked out. Yeah, but they lost, and so they're going to complain about the. A lot of times the they're tied, or they got a bad draw. I mean, this the the double elim really eliminates a lot of those complaints, and and I, I think the like thing that. is, it's like it's the it, it is the truest form of the game, right? When they try to determine who the best team is, it's a best of five, and that is the I most do, entertaining. I, I I do love yeah, winners bracket, losers bracket, and you play series all the way through. That's the best way to play it. It's like. You played one series, you lost, and then you get one more chance to try. And if you fail, you you have failed to prove yourself as good. Whereas there's only so much airtime you can have to do it. I think the time would shake out. Because you figure they're playing three games a weekend yeah, but you won't, you won't, so like, if they're running best of one on one channel and everyone is watching, you're going to get major viewers. If you spread it out between three different games and series that are going on, you're not going to get the max numbers that you can tell ESPN, oh, yeah, we had a million viewers on this one channel. You'll have to say, oh... We had yeah, it on but that's, like that's, cher- that's cherry-picking one metric because you also could say, I've got more hours of content in the same period of time, which is, which is actually worth more than peak viewership because you sell ads based on how much content it's, it's hard, you have. It's hard to put ads on like League of Legends or soccer or football for, for our uh, European viewers or everyone else in the world viewers uh you can't run ads during a soccer game you can't run ads other than those banners but again i mean we're kind of getting into the business side of it but i think just the angle of like what's best for the what's best for the fans i think the people who really like the game would rather watch best of fives what's best for the players they've all asked for best of fives what's best for tv to me comes third and honestly we don't know until we've seen it and where we have seen it in some of these other games it's been very successful so it's hard I know for sure the players don't care about that. They want to play games. <laughs> They're addicted to They're playing game. anyways, right? They're playing those games yeah, anyways. Yeah, they will go home and play more games. <laughs> so yeah, it's like they don't care about that. They are youthful video gamers that will just go back home and play more video games. That's, that's not the problem. It's it's like a, it's too much. 
I think two best of fives of every day for two weeks gets you all the way to the quarterfinals now, or gets you probably to semis. It's too many games, bro. I, I have you been listening to? We could probably end this podcast. Yeah, we'll wrap it up and we'll come back after the stage ends. All right. Well, looking forward to the next one. Talk to you later.